Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. I'm so glad to be here. I love Pastor Tommy. And every time I come to this church, you know, I go to a lot of churches, right? And even churches that I pastored. Um, it seemed like every Sunday there's a different theme. Um, like sometimes it's Christian living, sometimes it's missions, sometimes it's, I don't know. It's all, you guys can sit out there, I'll call you up, okay? And, uh, but every time I come here, the theme is God. And I like that. I'm thinking, you yeah, know, that's the way it should be, man. I mean, there can be lesser themes, lesser topics, but, you know, this is my house will be a house of prayer. And uh, so I want to thank you for... Uh, the seriousness and the gravity that you always approach your service. And I think that we can uh, say that it's the Lord working on Pastor Tommy. And uh, I thank you for him. You know, I really respect him highly. I left for Australia. I've never been to Australia. And, uh, you know, Australia is as big as North America, right? We've got like 335 million people in North America. They got 28 million. When I preach in Manila, there's 18, 20 million just in one city. And I thought, well, these Aussies, they're not, you know, because the Brits, they look at us Americans like we're arrogant and, you know, kind of shallow, and they're probably right. Um, So I thought that the Aussies would, but boy, they received me. The church doubled in size and had two saved there. Kind of like revival broke out. Had a 93-year-old woman trust Christ, Amelia. You talk about getting saved before it's too late. And so then I flew to the Philippines, and my second day there, I got a chance to ask, would you like to preach to a 1,000 Catholics? And I said, is the Pope Catholic? Uh, Of course I would. And so, you know, had 15 professed faith in Christ. There may have been twice that many, but that's the ones that my Navy SEAL guys counted. And then just went on to Samar and and just had a great uh, trip. Um, saw some healing in churches. One church was going through a church split, and I preached pretty hot and heavy, and God came down, and he blessed that church, Good Shepherd Baptist Church. And so it was a highly, uh, in other words, every goal that I had was met, and that's the Lord. Now I'm going to Africa. We've got a platoon there. Listen to this. There's a bunch of Pentecostal churches there that want to be Baptist because I've been... I've been infiltrating Africa. So it looks like I've got 100 preachers now coming to this preacher's conference. And I'm going to be teaching on what, and preaching hard, probably seven hours a day, on what is a Baptist. And um, I may be baptizing some pastors, you know, under the authority of of my sending church. So pray with me about that. I've never been to Africa. Um, It's going to be an exciting trip. I shared with the fellas downstairs why I need your prayers so please pray with me about that. And so then I'm, I'm quitting my job uh, in early August. And so I would appreciate your prayers with that. Thank you for Amen. holding the ropes. Um, I've got a message called Calloused Hands where, you know, where would the Apostle Paul been if somebody didn't hold a rope for him and let him over the wall? But we don't know what their names were. But if they hadn't have done their job and led him over the wall in a basket, yeah. Yeah. we wouldn't have 14 books in the New Testament. Right. 
Now, I know that's the sovereignty of God, but there's human responsibility there, too. And uh, they had calloused on their hands because they, they helped protect that preacher. And back in those days, they didn't know who he was going to be. You don't know. And uh, we don't know what God's going to do with you. The potential is great. Open your Bible to uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 116. And the fellas, I got five fellas, right? Got four fellas. And then uh, Lenny is going to play the pastor, right? Okay. So that'll be at the end of the message, okay? You look a little bit like Brother Tommy. He's he's better looking, but... um, All right, stand with me, would you please? Stand with me. And let's look at Psalm 116, verse 1. Thank you for the song, dear lady, dear sister. And uh, thank you for all the testimonies. It's been a great day so far. Psalm 116, and then we're going to go to Psalm 18. Psalm 116, verse 1. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication. Now, there's other reasons why you love the Lord, but... He points that out. Notice the tense. I love the Lord. See that? Now go to Psalm uh, Psalm 18. Verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Now this is really interesting. I mean, first of all, he says, I love the Lord. And you could probably amen that. But please notice in verse 16, chapter... uh, Chapter 16, he says, I will love thee. That's a commitment. See, I love thee. But when you repeat your vows, the marriage vows, it's not I love you, it's I will love you. It's a commitment. Now let me ask you a question. Do you love the Lord? Wait, don't answer. I don't think you should answer until the end of the message. I want to ask you, do you love the Lord? And if you do love the Lord, how would you know if you love the Lord? How would you really know? And how much do you love the Lord? And how would you know that? The title of the message this morning, Do You Love the Lord? Let's pray. Father, please bless the message. Have your way and will in our hearts. Lord, I often ask for your help. But this morning, I'd like you to preach the message through me. I, I guess that's what it means to be filled with the Spirit, holy control by the Holy Spirit. So as I take the Word of God, I ask that you'll undertake for me Get rid of my pride, my arrogance, uh, remove uh, my self-centeredness or self-serving. Lord, I want to be humble but bold. And so, Lord, there's a lot of things that that I know the pew gets no higher than the pulpit. But, Lord, please do a work in this church. I I love preaching um, in churches like this. And I want to contribute. I want to invest. I want to help. And I I want to be an extension of the pastor. And so, Lord, I just pray that this message, not me, but the message, will be used for thy glory and honor. And that maybe, like the pastor said, maybe the Lord, you'll open someone's heart that they can repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today. Or maybe there's some Christian that's disgusted and discouraged and gotten bitter and justified. This morning, I pray that they'll find no excuse, nowhere to hide. And bless this morning. Make it a great service for thy glory. And I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Be seated. Let me ask you another question. If a professed Christian does not love the Lord, are they saved? That's a good question. If you could come to a place where you could say, I don't love the Lord. 
But are you, are you saved because you repeated a prayer or you, made, you bowed your head and got saved when you were 15 years old? You know, what is the greatest commandment? To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? And the second is like in the first. And I got to thinking about that. Well, then that's the greatest sin. The greatest sin is not to love the Lord. Because if you break the greatest commandment, that's the greatest sin. If I were to ask you, what is the greatest sin? You, probably, you might say murder. Or you might say, well, it's, it's, it's the gay lifestyle. Or it's... You know, someone that abuses a child. Well, no, I think it's the, the breaking of the, of the first commandment. Well, then we're all guilty of that probably, right? Oh, and it's also interesting the, the order of that. Now, you don't have to turn there, but like in Deuteronomy 6.5, you're to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. So that's the, that's the progression. In Matthew 22.37, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then in Mark 12, verse 30, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Some of those things are interchangeable, but the heart was always first. And then in Luke 10, 27, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Mentions four of them. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I like what someone said. As as our Savior, Jesus deserves our love. But as our Lord... He commands our love. Yeah. So I need I need the four guys up here real quick. All right, the four guys. Who's going to be strength? Your strength. They sit here. Right, our, the mind. Who's the mind? I think it's. It's you. Minds. You got to see what it is. We picked the smartest guy in the church, right? Now. And then the soul. You see you right here. Sit here. And then the heart, right here. Okay. Now this is a serious church, and so I'm a little I'm a little nervous about this illustration. But you'll giggle and laugh at first, but towards the end of the message, you won't be laughing. Okay. Now here's what we're going to do. Now you guys listen to me, okay? And this is, the, this is where the, some of the humor comes in. When I talk about, do you love God with all your strength? Every time I say that, that's your cue to stand up. Okay? And when you stand up, you do this. Okay? Or you, you got muscles, you can do this. But I, all right? Do you love God with all your strength? Right. Okay? Now, then when I say in the message, I'll say, do you love God with all your mind? Then I want you to stand up like this, like you're thinking. Now, act like you're smart, you know? <laughs> and and kind of like, like, like you're, you know, you're thinking. All right, do you love God with all your mind? No, no, you don't hold your chin. You go like this. Like you said thinking. Not like this, like this. See, so you got your feet. Yeah, there you go. That's right. And you're thinking. Very good, very good. What's your name? Paul. Paul, okay. Now, and your name? Brian. Brian, I want you to act like you're a Buddhist, you know? And when I say you love God with all your soul... You stand do like this, the soul. Right? You kind of like look up like you're meditating and you hold your hand. Right? Do you love God with all your soul? There you go. Very good, very good. All right. Now, we picked a romantic guy. Where's your wife? Is she here? Right there. So look at her. And give, I want you to give her like a loving look at her, like a romantic look. <laughs> Then when I say, do you love God with all your heart? Hold this. 
and puts his hand over your heart. And look at her like oh. <laughs> <laughs> You love that with all your heart. You love God with all your mind. Do you love God with all your soul? Do you love God with all your heart? Alright, you ready? Let's get started. Now the Bible says that we're supposed to love the Lord with all of our strength. Now that's your daily activity. That's like going to church on Sunday. Um, professing Christians never resemble a Christian if you don't go to church on Sunday. Like your neighbors, how would they know that you're religious or that you're a Christian unless they see you pulling out of your driveway on Sunday night? Like where are you going on Sunday night? And where are you going? You know, I had a guy get saved because he was watching me and he noticed that for 10 years I kept going to church. And then he came up to me and wanted to know. His name was Mike Tenover. And he goes, you know, I, I thought, I watched you for years and years. And you're the real deal. Because he was watching me go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night. Now, shouldn't there be some effort on your part to advance the kingdom of God? To love God with all your strength. Witnessing, telling someone about Christ. You say, well, but they can see how I live. Look, Mormons don't smoke and drink. So what? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't live it. I'm just saying if you don't open your mouth and talk about the Lord, I don't know that you could be a Jehovah Witness, maybe. Or maybe you're just Amish. You know, how would they know? And what about protesting when things are wrong or just the way you live, like Brother Greg uh, taught this morning? Just your conversation, how you carry yourself. Or helping the church when they want to reseal the parking lot or they want to cut some limbs down. I mean, we don't have Keebler Elves around here that does that. If you don't help, who does? To love God with all your strength. How about choir practice? This music. How about the Sunday school ministry? How about helping out with the nursery? Or maybe there's a lady getting ready to have a baby and want to provide meals. Could you volunteer for a meal? And by the way, when it says love God with all your strength, what about your financial strength? Some of you make good money. And you're only given $5? Really? To love God with all your strength. I I, I really, I don't want to get on a controvert, but I get get sick of this stuff. People always talk about tithing. Look, you owe God everything. You know, not just 10%. You owe him 100%. Well, do I have to give 100%? No, God, God loves you so much. Go ahead and go to Dollywood if you want. But the thing is, don't don't be legalistic about this 10%. Uh, You know, God loves a cheerful giver. If you can't give more than an Old Testament Jew, there's something wrong. You're a New Testament Baptist. You ought to give more than 10%. And by the way, you can't. Someone said, well, I can't afford to give 15%. Well, I can't afford not to give. I'm I'm being serious now. You cannot outgive God. Do you love God with all your strength? You're doing good, Greg. All right, Colossians. Look at Colossians 3.23. Colossians 3.23. Colossians 
And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Now perhaps you have little strength. Like this young lady that sang, got a beautiful voice. You say, I can't sing. Well, the Lord didn't say, love him with all your amazing strength. Just love him with all your strength. Like, you know, I used to, I, in high school, I would teach a weightlifting class. There are some boys that all they could bench was 100 pounds. But that's okay. Bench 100 pounds and give it all you got, see? Maybe you can bench 150 pounds. Okay, then that's all your strength. The Bible just says love God with all your strength, whatever you can do. Amen. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Revelation 3.8. So, let me ask you a question. Do you love God with all your strength? Do you show up on Sunday? Do you serve the Lord? Do you love God with all your strength? Now, here's the question. If you don't, why? See, he's probably further along than I was at his age. I'm older than him. Um, I look pretty good for 75, amen? Yeah. I'm not 75. (laughs) But I used to preach when I was a pastor, come to church, come to church. Why are you not in church? That ain't the issue. Is um, why don't you want to come to church? Right, right, right. Why is the Super Bowl more important than God? Yep, yep. Why? I mean, you won't help out. Why? See, that's the issue. Now, I want to say something. Why don't you love God with all your strength? You ready? Because you don't love God with all your mind. <laughs> I told you you're the yeah. smartest person. No, you're intelligent. You're intelligent. Now. What does it mean, then, to love God with all your mind? And why don't you love God with all your mind? Now, see, are your thoughts pure? Do you think about God? Do you meditate on Scripture? Greg, this morning, one of the things that was... Tearing his hide off as he was thinking about some certain scriptures. Yeah. So he was thinking about it. Yeah. How is your prayer life? And what about music? What kind of music do you listen to? You know, if you want to listen to country music, crying your beer type music, that's okay, but that, it's not going to help you live for God. Right. <laughs> See, that's people say, well, why don't you listen to rock music? I said, because I'm because I'm not spiritual enough. If I listen to rock music and country music, how is that going to help me live for God? So I listen to Abigail Miller. I listen to godly music that that song, Draw Me Near. I need music like that because I'm so stinking carnal. If I don't listen to music like that, my mind goes elsewhere. I need godly music. Now, if you're super spiritual, then go ahead and listen to rap, okay? What does your mind feed on daily? And do, do you do things... Uh, like, for instance, what do you listen to? How's your internet? What do you look at Facebook? Is there any porn going on in your life? Hmm? I thank God 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what do you think about? You know how you can tell what a guy's thinking? Listen to how he talks. Because out of the abundance of the heart, I know it says heart, but your thoughts, you see? See, what do you talk about? Do you love God with all your mind? The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. There's the problem. So the reason why you don't love God with all your strength, because you don't love God with all your mind. That's the problem. Look at Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Search me, O God. You know the scripture, right? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Look at also verse 17. How precious also are all thy are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Now, if you don't love God with all your Strength. It's probably because you don't love God with all your thoughts, your mind. Why? Now, see, I want you see where I'm going, right? Why don't you love God with all your mind? Because you don't love God with all your soul. Now, you say, what do you mean? Well. Your soul is the, is the to- totality of your life. Look at Colossians 3 again. When we say your soul, we're just not talking about the immaterial part of man. We're talking about your life, life decisions and so on, who you hang with, the, the, the general bent or tenor of your life. Look, if you will, Colossians 3, verse 1. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. That's what Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, the question is your motives. That's what Brother Greg was teaching in Sunday school. Where, where Who are you? What are your motives, your attitudes, your decisions, your choices, your priorities, the company you keep? Some Christians feel uncomfortable in God's house, but you feel comfortable with people on a racetrack. Or you might feel comfortable with guys standing in the backyard playing cornhole with a beer in your hand. I'm not, I'm not putting you down. Look, don't, don't think that. I'm not saying you're less than me. I'm just saying, why do you feel more comfortable with that crowd that takes God's name in vain and cusses and tells dirty jokes and doesn't love Jesus Christ, but you feel more comfortable with that crowd than you do this crowd? I don't know. I, just, I'm asking, I think those questions ought to be answered. So why don't you love God with all your strength? Because you don't love God with all your mind. Because see, as your mind goes... There goes your service. And why is that? Because you don't love God by your soul. You're hanging with the wrong crowd. You're not making good decisions. You're not going the right direction. Your priorities aren't right. Your life's not right. Something's messed up. What is it? Do you love God with all your soul? 
Now let's find out. If you don't love God with all your soul, why is that? Because you don't love God with all your heart. You see, the heart of the problem is the problem in the heart. Yep. You understand? Yep. The heart. How is your heart this morning? I've even sensed it, like during the song, you guys praying, the pastor, you think he has those opening comments? You know why he has those opening comments before Sunday school, before church? Well, number one, because his heart's touched. And God's dealing with him. But number two, he's trying to prepare you. You do this even when you preach, right? Even when you pat, when you... So see, he, because he knows that the Word of God is like a hammer breaking the rock in pieces. He shares the Word of God two and three times every Sunday morning because he knows that the problem's in the heart. Thomas Manton said this, self-love may lead us to prayer, but love to God excites us to praise. Now listen, therefore to seek and not to praise is to be lovers of ourselves rather than of God. Wow, man, that stings. So do you love God with all your heart? Or let me ask you this. Do you love God with any portion of your heart? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now let me go back to my first question. If you, do you love the Lord? Remember? And how would you know if you love the Lord? And are you saved if you don't love the Lord? Well, let's, let's answer that question. Go to 1 Corinthians 2, 9, then 8, 3. And I don't know what time it is, but I'm going to try to hasten this message and get to the point. The best part's the conclusion, so let's get to the conclusion. Chapter 2, verse 9. Are you there? 1 Corinthians 2, 9. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Now watch this. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered in the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. God, we sing about, we saw, we sang three songs about heaven this morning. But it's only prepared for those that love him. Look at chapter 8, verse 3. Same book, 8, 3. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. See what the, see what the, the, the crux is here? Love. Now look at chapter 16 and verse 22, please. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. And what that means, damned when Jesus comes. So I'm going to say it really clear. If you don't love the Lord, you're not saved. Amen. If you do not love the Lord, and that's not for me to judge. That's for you to judge. Do you love the Lord? And when I asked you, do you love the Lord? I said, don't answer. You better check it out. Amen. So you know, you, you know when you find out you love the Lord is when the sun ain't shining and things go wrong, right? And the doctor says it's cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Or your husband leaves you. Then you'll find out if you're real. Right. Do you love the Lord? Because let me say this: if you don't love the Lord, then nothing matters. Yeah. Alright, let me show you something. Let's say that you're serving God in the church, right? Come on. And you're no, you're 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 reading some good books and you do listen to some Christian music. Okay? So your thoughts are there. 
And so, you know, you don't go to the bar, you don't, you know, you don't chew, and you don't go with girls that do. Okay, so, you know, you're like, you stand up, put your hands down. But you don't look, no, no, you're not like that. Uh, but you don't love the Lord in your heart. Question, is this guy saved? I mean, he's serving, helps cut the grass, pastor, anything else I can do? As far as we know, his thoughts, you know, he has some sanctified religious thoughts. And his life, I mean, he's not out doing drugs, not running with women. But he doesn't love the Lord in his heart. He's not real. Is he saved? He's not saved. All right, now put your hand by your heart. All right, now, put your arms down. Put your arms down. Put your arms down. He loves the Lord. But he's not serving God. He doesn't go to church. He's uh, looking at pornography. His life is a mess. But he loves the Lord. Is he saved? Yes, he is. Look at me. Because if this is right, then he'll get right. He said, when will he get right? That's between him and God. You know, if somebody don't get right in six weeks... That doesn't mean they're not saved. I mean, God, there's different timetables for different Christians, right? Mm -hmm. See? Let me show you something else. Let's say he only loves God with half his heart. Get one hand up. Just do this. Now one arm. That's what you got. Look at me. This is what's going to determine what's going on there. See, pastor looks at this down here and says, Why can't you be faithful? Well, because his mind is... Kind of dubious, he's double-minded, right? And so his life is kind of in and out. Sometimes he serves God, sometimes he don't. It's because of this. This is always the issue. That's not the issue. This is the issue. Understand? The problem is the problem in the heart. What's going on in the heart? You can fool primitive Baptist church, man. I mean, you can fool the pastor, you can fool yourself. But you cannot fool God. Amen. You probably know too. There's probably a little nagging voice. You ain't right. You ain't right. You ain't right. Amen. So let's say he's not serving God. He's not. He's got, got his mind as a sewer. He's not. He quit church. Right. He's not serving God. All right, Lenny, come here. Bring your Bible, brother Lenny. Bring your Bible. So the pastor he sees this and this. What the pastor does. He comes to visit this guy. You put your arm around him. Say, man, what's going on? You know? What's happening? You know, he's got problems with his marriage. He's got problems in his life. And so he starts, are you saved? Do you know the Lord? And you start crying. Act like you're crying. <laughs> Don't smile. Cry. Right? He's crying. He's upset. So he opens the Bible and he starts sharing the Word of God with him. Right? Now let me say this. Pastor Bory now is going to Deal with him. And he's, and he's smart. He's going for the heart. Always go for the heart. It's always about the heart. What's going on in here? And so now he's convicted, see? And so now get on your knees. Get on your knees. Get on your knees with him. Pray for him. And have a word of prayer. And he's going to repent. He's going to get this thing right. Because the problem is the heart. It's always the heart. So he's going to pray. Oh, God, help me. I'm sorry what I've done. I'm going to get right. And all right, now stand up. Now. He's gotten right with God. Pastor's thrilled with what's happening. Now get both hands up there now. Now you love the Lord, man. 
right? Amen. Amen. Now, when that happens, this is still messed up. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is still messed up. That's messed up. So now he has to make some good decisions. And that means the crowd that cusses and tells dirty jokes yeah. and runs around on their wife, those kind of guys, no more. Yeah. I'm done with that crowd. I'm done with those priorities. I'm done with those yeah. decisions. So now his life starts getting right, right? And when that happens, I'm done with the porn. I'm sick of this junk. I'm done. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to listen to God in the music. Now your mind is back. See, he gets his mind back. And now his mind is thinking about God. But when that happens, then all of a sudden, now he wants to come out for visitation. And now he wants to help the church. And now he wants to serve God. Do you see? The issue is that hard. Do you love God with all your heart? Then your soul. Then your strength. Amen. And that's why we pastors, sometimes we're stupid. We keep working on this. Yeah. Come on, come to church, be faithful. The issue is, where's your heart? Where is your heart? See? Do you love God with all your heart? That's the issue, man. And praise God for pastors that understand this. That's why He always teaches you the word God. That's why he weeps over you. That's why he keeps after you. You want revival? You want revival? It ain't about that. It's about this. This church will have revival. Amen. When this gets right. Hey, by the way, when you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, all of a sudden it's not so hard to love your neighbor as yourself. Because once you get out of the way, see, it's not about you anymore. It's about him. Now you care about your neighbor. And it's not hard. It's not legalistic to witness to your lost loved ones. You want to. Why? Because this is right. Does this make sense? No wonder he said the greatest commandment. The greatest. I like what Francis Schaeffer said. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and do whatever you want. <laughs> Done? Can you go out and get drunk? No. You gonna play poker with all your friends? No. Just love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Do whatever you want. Get this right, man. Yep. Yep. Everything gets right. But we don't do. So I'm not against standards. I'm not against that. He said, "Why do you have standards? Because not everybody loves God with all the heart, mind, soul, strength." We can't have women coming here in bathing suits. Right. Can't. you got to have right. some standards. But if you can lay naked in front of men and love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, well, knock yourself out, I guess. Not only can you do that. Right. Guys, can be seated. So in Psalm 116, I love the Lord. In Psalm 18, I will, O Lord. We're going to have a word of prayer. I'd like to see if maybe some of you would say, I'm going to love the Lord. I'm going to really try. Now, the devil's going to fight you. Because the devil knows this is the, the, the battle is won when this is won. And I'll turn the, the service over to Pastor. But, uh, you know, I don't preach to entertain. I, I, I preach to your head, I preach to your heart, but I'm also preaching to your will. I want you to make a decision this morning. I do. What are you going to do with this message? What are you going to do with this truth? And that goes for you four guys. I, I respect you highly.
I respect this church. But there's some of you, I don't know who it is. You're not living right. He said, well, I, I need to start coming on Sunday night. No, 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 no. That's, you know, if you want to stay home on Sunday night, stay home. That ain't the issue. It's that heart. Amen. See? I would even say, if you're not going to read the Bible and you're, you're looking at things you shouldn't look at, okay, but what's going on in the heart? That's right. That's the issue. That's right. It's our heads of prayer. The pastor comes. Hey, Father, I thank you for this listening crowd, and I thank you for this church. And I know there's people here that take you seriously. They fear you. They love you. But, Lord, if they're a little bit like me, I love you. I do. But I don't, some, I don't love you with all my heart. And it shows up in my prayer life or it shows up in my service. I hate that. I want to love you with all my heart. And so, Lord, please use this message any way you want to use it. Bless Brother Tommy. Thank you for him. Thank you for these men that helped me. And uh, again, Lord, we're sorry. Yes, God. That we don't love you yes, the way you loved us. You loved us with your heart, your mind, and even your, your soul and your strength. You carried our cross. You loved us with all your strength because you loved us with all your heart. And you don't deserve a half-hearted, lukewarm love. You deserve a hot love. You deserve a romantic love. I'm sorry, Lord, that we don't love you like we should. I'm sorry. I know I, I, know I don't. So please bless these dear people as they think about this. And uh, thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thanks, guys. Thank you.